What should a podcast advertiser pay attention to? Is it the CPM model, brand alignment, direct response? Let's find out right now. Go! Your weekly digital marketing trends with industry trend-setting guests. Powered by your digital marketing pioneers, Site Strategics. This week's featured guest is Benjamin Shapiro, host of the MarTech Podcast and the Voices of Search Podcast. Now, here's your host, Aaron Sparks. All right. Hey, let's shift gears into monetizing the podcast. So you've got the uh, ensemble, you've got the assembly line, you've got uh, enough headwind of uh, regular production, regular recording. But there's something to be said about, is it the goal of of all uh, podcasters to get paid for what they do? Right. Well, I mean, we can split that up into a couple different areas, but there is a bit of endorsement and gratification whenever the industry, whatever industry, the advertiser believes in that content that you're producing to such a degree that they're going to pay for mentions or placements on on your production. So, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's it is a cool thing, but it also, I mean, kind of pays for ever, that entire ensemble that you're talking about. So what are the first steps of getting your podcast monetized and what does that really mean? Yeah. So I think that monetization i'm glad you asked what it really means because the way that people mod monetize their podcast is different depending on what your business is mm-hmm. right um you know site strategics the lead sponsor and your company for this podcast you know you're probably creating this podcast to do business development right. and networking and raise the profile of your company maybe you have advertising i don't mm-hmm. know um you have hrefs of course there, there's a sponsor as well sure. um and that's really where i started was trying to monetize my podcast through referrals and, and business development. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are just trying to be thought leaders. Some people are just doing podcasts for the greater good. Most podcasters, when they think of monetization, they think of a, a CPM model. Right. And that's really how the industry is kind of set up to take the display advertising, what we're used to like media being sold for. Mm-hmm. And basically, Hey, you get a, th- cost per thousand impressions, which is a downloads in the podcast world. Right. And I actually think that that's a totally broken way to think about podcasts and, and mostly niche podcasts like mine where, you know, the, the, the large sort of mass media podcasts, uh, Joe Rogan, Bill Simmons, Sir, Bill Simmons, Serial, um, you know, all these larger shows that have millions of downloads per episode. Right. They can sell a twenty-five to fifty-dollar CPM because their problem is selling all of that inventory. Now, for most podcasters who are getting into monetization, you know, if we sold for a twenty-five dollar CPM, you know, per placement, we're making a couple thousand bucks a month. I, I can't pay the rent. I can't pay for my team doing that. So we had to come up with a different business model. Right. So, you know, the way that we approach monetization is different, and. Also, the way that we look at data is very much tied to that. And, you know, we're marketers, so we're kind of able to connect the dots better than the average podcaster would. Yep, absolutely. So a couple of things that we do is, first off, we're selling all of our sponsorship relationships on more of a retainer, uh, sort of a project basis, Hmm. than we are on a advertising basis, right? We are building our sponsors into our content. We have advertorial content. We make it very clear of which content content is sponsored. Mm-hmm. But for the MarTech podcast and the Voices of Search podcast, our um, 
sponsored content is actually consumed at a higher rate than our non-sponsored podcast. Um, And the reason why that probably is, is because we basically have a roadblock of an entire week. I will do a 90 minute interview that I break up into five pieces that are all thematic. Right. And that's what our sponsored content is, as opposed to our other guests, we're doing like, you know, two 20 minute episodes or three 20 minute episodes and they're just kind of bounce around. Mm -hmm. And so we have our advertorial content, which gets great depth, but it doesn't have a lot of frequency. So when you're listening to a podcast, you, you know, you hear somebody, hopefully you remember them. Maybe there's some low hanging fruit. You go to their website, you buy something, but most of the time for brands, mostly B2B and SaaS brands to, um, actually get someone to their website to, to buy something, to be an engaged lead, mm-hmm. you need higher frequency. And so we do our host read advertising and we do dynamic insertion. So we take out all of the old ad units for our entire content archive. And then we swap in, you know, relevant new ads that are, you know, just for this week or just for this month. Sure. And so people, instead of buying, hey, you're going to mention my my episode, my brand next Tuesday, it's like, no, 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 we're going to mention your episode in your brand in every episode for an entire month. And so we're able to generate hundreds of thousands of ad plays Got it. Um, with dynamic insertion. Hmm. We didn't create host for advertising. We didn't create advertorial content. Other brands have done that. What makes what we do different is the ability to understand who's listening to the podcast and to be able to retarget them and create lookalike audiences for the brand. And so when a company comes to us to be a sponsor of the podcast, we not only say, hey, we're going to create a story for you, help position you to be an expert. We're going to get you in front of our audience. It's tens of thousands of people. Right. But then we're going to take the people that listen to the content and we're going to create a lookalike audience and find more listeners on Facebook and our programmatic tools. But, but if I, gonna re- if I could interject right there is that's incredible value because if you look at just uh, uh, click uh, uh, look like audiences. That's not the same depth of commitment that a listener is going to have. And I just want to make sure that we pause and focus on that is that if you're giving 15 minutes, 20 minutes of your time and you can actually measure that, identify and create lookalike audiences that are willing to do that commitment level uh, for that consumer is much higher than any other type of lookalike audience in either a display or a search network. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've seen the data to back that up. You know, we can get a listener, somebody getting to our website and staying on a podcast episode page for more than two and a half minutes for like two bucks. Hmm. Um, and so because we have this rich data source of like, hey, here's people that are going to be engaged. You use the programmatic and the, you know, your performance marketing channels like Facebook. Yep. And they're great at saying, all right, I can go find thousands of people that look like your conversions. And so our cost per buying incremental listeners is low. And then what you can do is you can retarget the consumers of your content. So not only, and that to me is the big problem with podcast advertising. We have an attribution platform that tells us how many people that listen to our ads actually get to our sponsor's website. And it's Mm -hmm. roughly 1%, about half a percent to one and a half percent of the people that listen to your episode will get to your sponsor's website. But that's still twice as many as uh, the display marketing 0.6% CTRs. You're already doubling that because of the niche market that you've got. For sure, but you can take it a step further where 1% of those people are going to get to a website and hopefully convert. There's 99% of the people that had this deep, great exposure to your brand and to your content 
if you have access to that audience data, you can retarget them with performance marketing ads. The problem with podcasting, you get all this depth, you get all this richness, you listen to somebody, God, you people have been listening to us for like 20 minutes already. <laughs> I want to put something in front of you that you can click on because you're probably driving to work right now. And even if you were going to get to our website, you know, if you're going to martechpod.com, you're going to forget about it by the time you get to work. But if I follow up and the next time you go on to Facebook, there is a listen to the MarTech podcast or subscribe to the MarTech podcast link. Now you have something to click through. And so now we're moving from podcast advertising being this like radio ad or this billboard, you know, type thing sure. to a, a programmatic direct response driven channel. And then all of a sudden we're going from, Hey, let's make 2,500 bucks a month on selling CPMs to, you know, 10, 15, $25,000 per relationship. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love the project model and the, uh, the kind of retainer model. I mean, their research from podcast one in 2018 in Australia revealed up to 63% of podcast listeners will take some sort of action based on advertising or sponsorship. So that coupling effect of what you're finding is that particular audience. And on top of that, the audience that's prone to act based on those behaviors. It's a fantastic uh, recipe. And uh, I think we, there was also a, a podcasting audit study by Bridge Ratings that said uh, advertisers are expected to spend $500 million on podcast ads in 2020. So we're in the space where we're no longer a, a CPM realm and we should have never been honestly in a CPM realm for, for podcasting. And what you're doing is truly activating on the, the metrics that you're creating, the segmentations that you're creating. So not, there's not going to be that many podcasts that can do it like this, but you mm -hmm. are actually way ahead of the curve to be able to teach podcast podcasters and, and marketers how to actually dial that audience in. So what you just laid out is a great methodology, but that takes a lot of practice to be able to get that, to that degree of activation, right? You know, I don't know if it's practice. I, I honestly think that it's the right tool set. And, you know, the more that you are focused on taking the data that you have and, and moving the customers or your sponsor's prospective customers down the funnel, the mm -hmm. more you're able to charge. If I'm just going to mention a brand on my podcast and not be able to provide any analytics, any attribution, I'm just, sure. hey, I mentioned you and 10,000 people or so. I don't know how many real people it is. I can tell you the downloads. That's mm -hmm. not a person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mention you and hopefully you see some business results. Well, I can't really charge that much for that. Right. But if I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to do all of those marketing activities and create this piece of content for you, and then you can measure it by the number of people that actually got to your site and you can figure out an ROI, all of a sudden, you know, it's a lot more attractive to the sponsors. There's a lot less risk for them. We did a, um, hmm. an episode with a call rail has been a longtime sponsor of our podcast and they're a marketing attribution company. Yep. And they did a study, not only taking our attribution data that we provide to our sponsors, but then they asked for the IP addresses for the people that were exposed to their ads and they ran their own, uh, monetization, basically an ROI study. And they found that they saw an eight X return on investment wow. from what the MarTech podcast was charging them. And it was a five-figure relationship, right? So mm -hmm. they're talking, you know, to use round numbers, if we charge them $10,000, they made 80. Amazing. You know, and that was their highest ROI channel. So the, the ROI is there. The value of the medium is incredibly high. Mm -hmm. The problem with podcasting is most people don't know how to 
take the data and evaluate the value that they're creating for their sponsors. And so we get pigeonholed with this, you know, uh, CPM model that the display advertising channels used to or how we used to sell billboards. Right. You know, it's just not right. And that's absolutely the way we need to actually move marketing on all podcasts. There still is brand alignment. There still is this additional ubiquitous factor of I'm moving my brand right next to your listeners and what they're consuming from a product or a service standpoint. And there's a longevity play of relationship, very similar to uh, if you're to uh, advertise for a season in a sports stadium or something like that. The ROI is nowhere near measurable, but the brand alliance, the visual proximity, is certainly a factor that can get into the consumer's mind. How do you demonstrate that type of ROI, though? Can you? You really can't define yeah. brand. There are Lyft studies that are available in the podcast attribution platforms mm -hmm. now. Um, and you can also use uh, multi-channel attribution platforms right. to evaluate what influence your marketing efforts had on some of the other channels. You're, it's really, it's always going to be hard to evaluate word of mouth you know, sources that sure. are deriving direct traffic are, are challenging to get into. Right. Um, but you can understand the influence that your podcast efforts had on some of the other channels because you're getting enough data to be able to say, all right, here's my podcast direct conversions and here's the incremental lift when we were podcasting as opposed to weren't. So um, lead, uh, what's that? LeadRx, that's the platform that I saw the other day mm -hmm. um, that looks awesome. You know, I haven't tested it personally, but, you know, can tell you what impact your podcasting had on your paid search performance. And, you know, that's when you're really getting to become a sophisticated marketer. Absolutely. So my third lock to uh, tumble here is information regarding the advertiser. So if you can put your hat in the, in, into the advertiser headspace, I gave some stats here just recently about uh, what people are paying for, what advertisers are paying for in 2020. And we're, we're going to leave the dreaded CPM model aside because it's just not a level of maturity in this space. Um, nor should it be actually <laughs> to the digital space to begin I'll with. I'll be honest, CPM's not going away. Yeah, I know. Because Spotify is going to buy all the podcasts and they're going to sell their ads on a CPM model. But yeah. For the uh, independent guys, CPM is not going to work. No, no, no. Yeah. So what would you recommend for the advertisers on podcasts? What the, should they be looking for? Now, this is all, I mean, what we just went through is kind of a precursor to this. They got to have a level of astuteness or knowledge into the digital space. But how would you arm an advertiser that's looking to actually advertise in the podcast space, whatever niche is? What, what should they be looking for? I'm going to give you the for? worst answer I possibly can. <laughs> it depends it depends on the business model, right? <laughs> if you are an advertiser that is marketing a ubiquitous product, if you're selling toilet paper, you want cheap remnant inventory because your ads are relevant to everyone. Right. And you just need tonnage and volume if you're going to measure it on direct response. If you are a B2B SaaS product sure. and you're selling to marketers, right? That's our target market. Then you need to find a show where the marketers hang out. So you're looking for the right community. You need to think about the frequency. You need mm -hmm. to think about the depth of the message that you're getting across. And then are you able to attribute? Are you getting data? Can you retarget? So it always does depend on what you're trying to accomplish. You know, we use non-host red advertising, mm -hmm. right? We create our own ads and we dynamically insert them into other podcasts. We buy the post-roll ads 
and we try to buy them as cheap as possible and as many as we can. And the only thing that we are targeting is the right countries that are English speaking countries. Right. So it is truly remnant inventory and we're going for tonnage because we want people to listen to the podcast. It's a relatively low barrier to entry to get from, I'm listening to a podcast, I'm at the end of it, to I'm going to go listen to this show about marketing. Sure. Right. And that ended up being the highest ROI for us to go buy new subscribers. Now, if you're trying to find somebody who's going to buy a CRM, you can't buy remnant inventory. You got to be much more targeted. You got to be much more specific and find the shows where those people are, you know, looking to consume content mm -hmm. about your brand. So, you know, I would think about what your model is, what your products are, try to find the right audience first. Mm -hmm. um, and then also think about what you're trying to ask them to do and making sure that the call to action is something that is reasonable to get from audio, from a podcast to them actually completing. There it is right there, is that you, you can't put uh, in front of an audio listenership how many visits they get to a landing page as being one of the th top key KPIs because this is, an, uh, this is a listenership that's doing something. They're multitasking while they're driving, while yeah. they're on the treadmill. They're away from their computer. They're on their mobile, de mobile device. So that can still be part of the metric or part of the rubric, but it can't be the holy grail of traffic to that page is going to define whether or not this podcast is successful or not, right? Yeah, most um, advertisers include some sort of a vanity URL or a right. coupon code to try to measure the direct response results of their campaigns. Mm -hmm. And really what they're doing is giving a 20% discount to people that buy directly to count 10% of the conversions. You could just skip the 20% discount and you'd be getting 100% of the conversions, right? Like you could just mention the brand. And if you have other, there are attribution technologies to geek out, you get the IP address that resolves into a mobile app ID, which allows you to understand the households. And then you can use a pixel to get the mobile app ID or the household to figure out if somebody's getting to a website. Like you can tell if somebody's Benjamin, listens to Benjamin, you, you just talked sexy to me here this time. Uh, you know sorry. that. <laughs> I like to talk marketing dirty sometimes. <laughs> That's awesome. No, you're absolutely right, is that there's so many different ways to actually see that behavior. So, again, back to the this linear mindset, it's not a CPM model. It's not a, a landing page model. There's so many additional nuances. If you're going to use pad, podcast advertising correctly, you've got yeah. to have your own level of, of knowledge of how to play in this space, right? Yeah, what the advertisers struggle with often and even the most sophisticated b2b SaaS targeting marketers they are marketers what everybody kind of forgets is great somebody got to my website right all right well that, that's not a conversion like it takes so many impressions and so what you're buying is depth of message with the podcast and they're going to deliver some of those people to the front door but that just gets them to the top of your funnel and then you need to understand who those people are and retarget them with the right message, right, the right content. Getting somebody to your front door doesn't invite them into the party, right? Definitely Absolutely. doesn't get them into the bedroom. No. And so you need to be able to say, hey, welcome. This is the entryway. Maybe you should check out the living room. Hey, why don't we go upstairs? And then you can, you know, take it from there. So do QR codes actually work for podcasts? QR codes? Yeah, why not? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a QR code in a podcast. I guess you know, 
maybe you can use it as your show notes or something. There but you go. <laughs> how are you going to QR code when it's on your phone? I, I, yeah, funniest, no. funniest damn thing is on our banner out in the, in the lobby, we actually have a QR code for the, the web. <laughs> my, my team doesn't even know about it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Just, just throwing something out there. All right, so uh, we... We certainly appreciate uh, your take on these different different perspectives, and thank you for the, the the amount of time spent on these because you are truly taking it further than than uh, what I teed up, and and it's it's a wealth of information. And any podcaster that's looking to monetize their channel needs to listen to this show, and needs needs to listen to the segments of the show because there is some great linkage here. Um, so I do have have. Uh, Come a, a couple last questions. Um, Good, I, th I, I thought you were going to land the plan. I thought I'm like, hey, not yet. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I want to have one key pro tip that you'd like to share with your audience. Although you, say, this is the rapid fire. Yeah, 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 exactly. Here we go. Here we go. So give me a pro tip uh, that you'd like to share with our digital marketing audience that aren't particularly maybe podcasters, but uh, something that you, uh, as a Sherpa, you like the way with so many things in the podcast space. What would you give to this digital marketing audience? What would I give to a digital marketing audience to help them understand how to take advantage of podcasting? Yeah, you say it that way too. <laughs> um, was that not the question? That was the question. Just okay, did, cool. You did, did it a lot better than I did. <laughs> we, use, we use a tool called Choosel. Mm -hmm. um, and Choosel is interesting because it's a programmatic advertising platform that is self-serve. I think it's a hundred bucks a month the you know subscription fee mm -hmm. to, to use the platform and um what choosel allows you to do is basically run your own programmatic ads without having to go through an agency so it is basically facebook for the open web mm -hmm. but they also have access to a ton of podcast inventory and so um that will allow you to go you know, you can basically upload a retargeting audience. Hey, we have this many people's email addresses. We're going to drop it into this platform and then we're going to create an audio ad and now we can retarget them with our audio ad. Mm -hmm. And so you could be really, really precise or you can do run of network stuff. That's pretty much what we do to market our podcast. But mm -hmm. I think it's a really powerful platform. If you decide to sign up with Choosel, hey, I'm going to throw it out there. We have an affiliate relationship with them or referral relationship. So tell them we sent you. Um, just mentioned the MarTech podcast, but um, that is wow, that was beautiful. The, well done. That, hey, that but that's the, the but like no, affiliate aside, use them, don't use them. I don't care. Sure. Right? <laughs> if you spend five thousand bucks, I think we get a thousand, and you sh probably shouldn't put in five thousand dollars into advertising to test the channel at first. So if yeah. it works, keep keep buying. But uh, very cool, very cool. That's how we are buying our audience. So, you know, that's where we do our performance marketing in mm -hmm. audio advertising for the MarTech podcast. Very good. Very good. All right. So final questions. What excites you about your industry right now? Man, uh, I, when the pandemic hit uh, and the world was falling down around all of us, um, I was able to go into this little shoebox of a studio that I had and turn on the microphone and record content mm -hmm. that people consumed and found value out of. And throughout all of this, you know, our sponsors have stuck with the show and we've been able to have a pretty successful year. We're up a little bit in terms of revenue from last year. Mm -hmm. And considering the circumstances of being an independent consultant or be running a business of one and uh, you know how the economy has been so uncertain 
getting in front of this microphone and being able to talk marketing and being able to make a living from it shows me that a the podcast medium is not going away and the trajectory is up and to the right um and that you know somebody with a yeti blue usb microphone um, and a laptop can create a monetizable business that can withstand a global pandemic um, i think that talks a lot about the opportunity that is available in the podcast space. Absolutely. Kudos for that. That's a, that's a good summary right now. Conversely, what what bugs you about your uh, industry right now? Um, I wish Apple would allow us and Spotify as well to understand when we are marketing our podcast, which marketing channel drives the subscribers. The walled garden problem yeah. does not help us understand how to effectively market our content. All right. Well, thank you. I mean, I appreciate all the words of wisdom here. Is there anything that we can promote for you or your advertisers for that matter? <laughs> <laughs> well, we covered Ahrefs or Ahrefs in, uh, in our, I think it was the last episode. Yeah. They're, they're a sponsor of the podcast. But, um, you know, I, I would love from, for your audience, if they're interested in marketing and technology, to listen to the MarTech podcast mm -hmm. at martechpod.com is the website. If you're into SEO, we do a daily show called The Voices of Search, uh, voicesofsearch.com. You can find us Twitter, Instagram. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. Um, we're always looking for great guests. We're always looking for sponsors. If you're a B2B marketing company looking for ways to take advantage of podcasts, but you know, we just try to create good content and the rest of it sort of sorts itself out. And so if you're interested in marketing and search, hopefully we have some content for you. Very good. This is the Benjamin Shapiro, not to be confused with the other Ben Shapiro, just to let everybody know. I did have the name first. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> you're not nearly as controversial either. I have my moments. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time today, Benjamin. And we certainly give you kudos for what you've done in the marketing space. And if there's any way that we can help you in the future, you let us know. All right. I appreciate it, Aaron. Great to, great to be your guest. Thanks for having me on your show. You're more than welcome. More than welcome. Be sure to check out all the trending news that we'll cover with Benjamin Shapiro in the bonus news podcast episode and the bonus YouTube upload that we push out there. Those will probably be out in the next few days. And if you want to follow Ben, you can follow him on Twitter at Ben J. J. Shap, as well as LinkedIn at Ben J. Shap as well. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Edge of the Web, on YouTube. And if you're really feeling up to it today, please give us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing in this space uh, because that helps us guide our content and deliver better and better information to you. Thanks to our sponsors, Site Strategics, as well as Ahrefs. That's ahrefs.com. Go over and check out uh, that seven, seven days for $7 uh, platform promotion that they've got right now. Check out all the musty videos over at edgeofthewebradio.com and the transcripts and, and track us on social media as well. Let us know how we're doing and how we can better improve this show. Next time we're going to be... Uh, interviewing Dixon Jones of InLinks, and we certainly lift them up as a great platform for cross-linking technology. We're going to talk about schema and uh, get down into the weeds in that space. From all of us over at Edge of the Web Radio, we certainly appreciate your listenership and uh, your loyal your loyal being loyal with us for nine years. It's been fantastic, and we're going to be coming up on our 10-year anniversary in February. We're going to be doing a number of really cool things with the show here soon. So from all of us over at Edge of the Web, uh, be safe, be well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We'll talk See you next week. Bye-bye.